The following content contains graphic language, primarily the usage of the word nigga. White people's discretion advised. Start the show. Sometimes you got to tell them. You got to let them know. Everyone thinks they're ready for nigga Mm-mm. until they experience nigga. Mm. Mm. You make a good point there. I'm just saying, not every not everybody is, is uh, nigga prepared. <laughs> not everyone. It's true. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black-ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I am D. Randall, a.k.a. Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how we, have, how we have ruined the word cap in hilarious ways. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, still, I'm still confused at times by the way that it's, it's currently used, but I also understand that. When I used the word cap back in the day, that was, uh, you know. A whole different thing, wasn't it? 20 some odd years ago. So, uh, yeah, that's, well, that's probably true. My niece was like, that's cap. <laughs> like, okay. We called it capping, but I understand. I, I am sure at some point in this program, I can point out some elements of cap. Um, just wait. <laughs> Um, I know I ain't shit. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are you still doing here? What are you doing here? Did, did is your ride just taking too long? What this is? Do I need to call you an Uber? We all look. I mean, it's, it's cool, bro. Like you know, you don't have to. You don't have to be proud for us. You know, if you was waiting on the Joe Budden podcast or some shit, and we was just if we was just available, we're not gonna be hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you a ride home. I, it's true. It's true. We got you, dog. Um, shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the last times, the long times. Uh, shout out to everybody on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever you listen to this shit. Google, Apple, um, a, you know, a, a spaceship, a spaceship signal miles and miles away. What do, you know what? What do the aliens think? What do, they, what do we think the aliens think of us? They, if they're listening to this podcast, they are probably saying, "You know what? You know why we have not been invaded by aliens yet? Because of opinions while black oh, has to too. be. Yeah, they they spend aliens probably spend a lot of their time just shaking their heads. And, and <laughs> like, uh, what would be one down there? Like, like do we do we really want to conquer this shit? They, I'm telling you, they got down here. And they saw some of them Kevin Samuels comments. Yeah. They're like, oh, this and, is their king? They, right. <laughs> and let's just go. Let's let's just go. You know what? We'll come back. We'll, we'll wait for them to, to fuck it up themselves. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back when they ruin it. Their lifespan isn't that long anyway. And they keep trying to make it shorter. So let's, we'll just wait them out. 
Yeah. Also, we're not we're not really leaving the earth with much for them to yeah, conquer. Yeah, pretty much. We're just, we're just leaving them with a with a just a broken tundra full of like fucking uh, funyuns bags and hey, shit. We're leaving the earth like we ran out on the lease. <laughs> <laughs> Alias like we ain't gonna clean all this shit up. Nah, I'm good. Like that episode of Atlanta where the white girls where the white girls got out of Dodge mm. once, once child services came. Yeah, they just left all that bullshit they were making and just got the fuck out of there. Yeah, that's how we left the earth. That's exactly how we leaving it. Um, it is episode one eighty two. One eighty two. We are on one eighty two. Um, how how are you, D Randall? How was your week? It's all right. Um. Uh, well, last night I attended my first Radio Galaxy show, and you know, since the since before the pandemic. Oh shit! So a good time was had by all. They still got it. Okay. You know, okay. Good turnout. Couple, good turnout. Threw up a couple new joints on there. Okay. Okay. And, and they are planning some more uh, some more shows for the summer, so you'll have plenty of opportunities to to still see them. Okay, all right, uh, that's right. You know, we'll be out here, and uh, I believe the album should be dropping this summer. Luckily, you don't have to, you know, nowadays you don't have to do a whole three-month lead-up to release an album. You just, just do air horns for that, actually. Just tell people it's there. It's true. And they will uh, they will come get it. I'm glad local shows are back, man. Like, local shows are coming back, you know, because there's y'all. Um, uh, I think Humass happened a couple weeks ago. Hmm. Um, like, like, like outside, like for the, for the better, like artists are able to get back out here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, what was really refreshing about it was there was just a whole new set of new faces that I'd never seen before ah. there yesterday. So that's, that's always encouraging because you have, you know, again, one of the, I shouldn't call it a pitfall, but one, one of the things that. I kind of get weary of sometimes is every time you go to a place, the exact same people are there all the time. Right. And it's, 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 you know, it's refreshing to see new faces and, and new people to, to connect with. And, and, and that people with. aren't just keeping it to themselves. Right. And that people are breaking the first rule of fight club. Yeah. Yeah. So, so was, yeah, that's good. That was the, that was a highlight of a, of a fairly decent week. Fairly decent. Week. Was Craig Lindsay there? Craig Lindsay was not there, but okay. B boy Craig was there. Hey, what up? Shout out to BBC, man. Yeah, I haven't seen him in four or five years, so it was good to see him there. H Town royalty. Yeah. Um, it's funny you brought that up. Um, let's see. I, I I don't know who it was. I ran into it wasn't BBC, but somebody was definitely asking if me and if me and you were uh, going to be at Comic Palooza this year. And I got to tell you, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how you feel about it. I am not ready. I'm not ready. I, I, I have been coming to this conclusion very slowly as outside is opening, mm-hmm. is that there is a level of crowd that I'm not, I'm still not comfortable with. Well. And Comic Palooza might be that one. I have, I'm undecided. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to deep dive into the deep end. Uh-oh. Um. Going to Comic Con this year? Oh, New York, uh, San Diego, the big one. 
Hell yeah. So that'll that'll really be a test. Hell yeah. Probably the biggest test of what outside is like. What's well, on now? So, you know, we'll see. Okay, I okay. usually I usually come back with something from Comic Con. We'll see. <laughs> it's usually just a regular con crud, but <laughs> we will uh we will see what it's like this time. I see you out here booked and busy. Like, man, I'm just I'm just just out here, man. I like it. I'm man. just out I'm, here. I, I'll, I'll get back there one day. You know, life Comic is Palooza. that. I got I to gotta work from the Comic Palooza. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. What were you saying? I'm saying life is happening out there, and I'm I'm just being part of life again. Got to get in it. I yeah. feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I am not too far behind. Uh, I keep, I, I, it seems like I say it every week. Once I get out of this bum-ass job uh, figure this, and figure that shit out, um, it's come. It has come to a point where, like, so I don't know who it was that approached me out in the world recently. I forgot who it was. They were like, "Are you looking for a job, Oz?" Yes, <laughs> yes, nigga. As a matter of fact, um, somebody hit me, and like now my phone is just a level of disappointment. Where when my phone rings and I'm at work. Staring at the fucking beltway. Mm-hmm. I just keep hoping each phone call is someone that is going to go, is this Oz? We looked at your resume and we are here to rescue you as, as quickly as possible uh, from your current hellhole. Because mm-hmm. um, I would like to do just the amount of work that I do at my current job. Yeah. I just don't want to. I just don't want to do it. For the people that I do it for. Fully understand. And it's coming and and just the signs are all there. Uh, Those of you that keep asking about the white woman. uh, There's been a white woman development. Uh Uh-oh. The white woman got a promotion. Oh. We haven't seen much of her, but the white woman got a promotion. It's not what I expected to hear. Well, the white woman has been promoted to district manager in training. So everybody at our branch that, you know, cares about that or that it where that affects them mm-hmm. is kind of coming to the conclusion we have to get the fuck out of here now. Because um, our branch is definitely the redheaded stepchildren of the district. <sighs> So, yeah, we definitely got to get the fuck out of Dodge now. I'll quit. You're not going to fire me. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. So, that's where I am this week. Uh, I'll gladly quit. I'll walk out in the middle of the day. You're not going to fire me. I refuse. I, I refuse for a white woman to fire me, too. Yeah. Um, take that however you want. Um, where are we at? Oh. Uh, gotta give flowers. Um, gotta give flowers while you, while people are here. So this week, flowers go to the. I have to get her name right. The um, the CEO of uh, Slutty Vegan. I know. I know many of y'all know that. Many of y'all tried to put me onto that. Oz is never going vegan, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can just chill. Um, Pinky Cole, that's what it is. Okay. Um, uh, former graduate of uh, Clark Atlanta. 
Um, she gave uh, uh, she gave a great speech during the commencement ceremony for graduation this year, mm-hmm. and she announced that she's uh, gifting the entire uh, graduating class of 2022 with LLCs, um, and basically said that every sing- and said I quote every single graduate in this audience will leave this stadium as a business owner. Okay, that. Now we have talked a lot of cash shit about people in LLCs and and kind of that little fad during the pandemic. Having said that, I think this is a noble gesture. With with without me overanalyzing and, and asking a ton of questions, I will say that I, I think I think it is a good gesture as well. It's a good gesture. Well, no, 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 no. If you have if you have concerns or questions, that you know, well. I just—it's just that it's, it's not—it's just not—it's just not as easy as giving someone an LLC. Well, of course, you know there's—you know—how do you do that? Because when you you submit for an LLC, you have to figure you have to fill out documentation. You have to state who the the owners or the managers of the LLC are going to be. Um, is she entering a co ownership agreement with them, or is she leaving them to their own devices to do it? Right. Is there going to be ongoing support? to know how to manage a company. Right. Are people going to just have an LLC in name only and just have the piece of paper sitting there because it expires after 10 years? Correct. Um, All these things that, you know, I I think, again, without knowing the full breadth and scope of what she's offering them. Sure. um, But I think also if, if we want to build upon that and make that more formidable, then we do want to, you know, let's, let's be more, assertive about looking for business management, even like being able a, to a beginner's guide to bit. Yeah. Like a beginner's guide, like business one oh one, Right. You know, how to run a business in either high school or even college have, mm-hmm. you know, more coursework around that so that people fully understand how to utilize an LLC or any other business structure Agreed. to meet their needs. Cause the thing is, there's no point also in having an LLC if you don't, plan on having your own business right and there are just as many people getting like there are people there are plenty of people that are that were responsible with their money what have you that have that get these llcs and a year later are getting picked up for tax fraud yeah you know uh don't we haven't forgotten about you ppp loan niggas yeah and neither is the irs we just we we just have to make sure that the education piece goes along with it because you can't just give someone a business name and, and expect them to to instantly know, thrive. Right. You know, this doesn't change the course of their, their generational wealth structure. Right. And, and that's definitely a conversation that I think needs more nuance to it that um, I don't think that I don't think we're going to accomplish here on this podcast uh, in any one episode. <laughs> I would actually challenge them if we really want to make it work. Well, it would be more money for them. I was just thinking, I I would even challenge them to figure out a way to give incoming freshmen an LLC and during the course of their time there in college, helping them to develop that over the the first four years. Encourage them to get some. Now, we know that a certain number of people drop out before they graduate, but I would say if, if, if an incoming class of freshmen majored in business and elected, and let's just say it's, it's the ones that elected to do a course like, 
if you really want to have a course in entrepreneurship and, and business management, freshman year, have them establish an LLC. Um, even if it's 500 students, have them establish an LLC. And part of the coursework over the next four years in, in you know, going to get towards getting a degree is building and managing that business over the course of four, four years. What better place to incubate that and have practical experience in doing that so that by the, by the time your four years is up, here's what happens. You have an actual business in place right. with professional, with educators who are taught to help you manage that business. By the time you graduate, you will have a business that's been open for four years. Most banks, when they look at you for financing opportunities, they want to see a viable business that's been in place for at least two to three years. So you've satisfied that requirement by the time you graduate. And so, you have people that you've trained that that you've taken these classes with that you've trained with. Correct. And and not only that, chances are you have networked with people during that time. Correct. Because you have other people who are running other things. So you've 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 built this network of entrepreneurs with a practical with practical business experience who have, you know, professional educational resources to help them for that first four years. You don't get that anywhere else. So that, that would be my challenge. And there's a men- and there's a mentality that comes with that. Let me add this. There's a mentality that comes with that that emboldens you differently. I've only ever known the workforce that I know. So I can speak from this perspective. I have a, a, some of my friends, some of my homeboys, we were just kicking around the idea of drawing up a business plan uh, I'm not going to go too far into it, of drawing up a business plan, pooling some money together, and getting that off the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't have the money. I'm not, I'm not in the tax bracket to think about things like that as far as putting money in. Um, you might be surprised, huh? Um, I, like, at this, at this point, all I, all I... Inflation is a bitch. I'll just put it that way. Um, I am making more because I am making more money than I've ever made, and I still feel poor. Like, <laughs> welcome to middle class. Correct. And so I was like, I don't. I know I don't really have the funds for that. I would like a job. Yeah. Like I, I would like an on the an on a boots on the ground job. But I will not. And my friends laughed at me. I was like, I refuse to hold a mop. And they were like, nigga, that's a good starting point. We're not going, nigga, we're not, we're not going to make you a fucking janitor, fam. Like, like you have transferable skills and I know you feel that way. I know you feel a certain way right now because of your job situation. But if we put you on anywhere ever, we're not making you a fucking janitor. Relax, dog. Like, and, but that is a, but when you come from a certain aspect of the workforce your mind is trained that way that's true and your mind is trained in those entry level positions and even when you even when you come up and even when you advance in those fields you still kind of have that idea and so the idea of being your own boss or the idea of even being a one of many is something that I think we should be in teaching. Now, not everybody is a boss and not everybody wants to be, and that's fine. 
But I think the workforce imparts, it pushes that on you. And I think we want to educate people in a way to where they at least understand that the you don't have to you don't have to do that at the behest of the workforce. You know what I mean? I, I think the the biggest decision that people need to make overall is what is it that you want to do. And if you say being a business owner, that's not the answer. What type of business? What will you What will you do day in and day out? What service do you want to be right? What is parting? What is the actual action or activity that you're participating in as a business owner? Correct. If you If you want to say, well, I want to I want to make money again. That's not the answer. If you want to say you want to be an entrepreneur, again, that's not the answer. Everyone wants to make money. What are you doing at 9 o'clock a.m.? Right. You're not entrepreneuring. Correct. That, that is not an activity. That is not a thing that you do. So when you want to establish a business, and I know I kind of got off topic. No, no, this, it, this is all kind of related. It boils down to what do you want to do? And start there. Correct. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, no. No, that is a that that is a good thing to unpack. Um You see the shit that we un, that we unpack sober? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little wild like, you know. I I'm I'm thinking about starting a business therapy business. Hey. I just, I just sit niggas down on the couch and say, "What is it that you want to do?" You know, what tell you us why at? you feel that way. How much money did your parents make? That's actually an important question. What 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 are your parents' views around money? Because that informs a lot of us in our in our views on money. Correct. A lot of people employ a, a poverty mindset where they always feel like they are they always feel like they don't have enough to do the things that they want to do or need to do. When a lot of it is you just need to redirect how you use your your money. Correct. Yeah, I'll sit down with you for for fifty minutes or an hour. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. And <laughs> oh I'll, God! And I'll, I'll charge you. Yes, that would be the best Patreon hunt of all time. I'll, hey, it ain't it ain't gonna be for free. It it is not. It is not. I'm just saying. <laughs> Monetize this whole motherfucker. You know um, but I'm, yeah, I'm trying to entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? So, um, all that to say, shout out to uh, Pinky Cole of Slutty Vegan. Um, who is who I think is doing a real positive gesture that could go very well if the right things are in place. Um is better than is yeah. better than something. I, than think, I, something. Think, I think she'll do great. I do, yeah. And, I, and and shout out to Clark Atlanta. Uh shout out to all those graduates. Hit hit them and Pinky Cole with the air horns. Um great thing to see y'all coming out. Good luck to everybody coming out. Um you know, just uh, lower your expectations for the workforce, bro. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, going into humans ain't shit. Fam, celebrities, it, this, is, this is not going to be a, a deep one. It's not, this, celebrities just need to stay the fuck off of the blog comments. I have noticed this lately, particularly with Shade Room and Baller Alert, mm-hmm. that when they report on someone, particularly like on Instagram, they, they'll report on someone and then that celebrity will jump in the comments to defend themselves. Remember when, when, when T.I. like confronted that comedian about, all yeah. the, about the, the rape jokes and shit? Yeah. 
Shade Room covered that in detail. And then T.I. jumped on, and then T.I. jumped in the comments and did his whole woe is me, they're all trying to tear down the black man shit. And recently, uh, Danny Lay was being interviewed about. Yeah, she's back out there. She's back out there. She looked good. She looked really good. Um, Danny Lay was back out there being honest about kind of the past few years of her life. She was apologizing about the um, the the whatever that was about that the light skin song she wrote. Um, (laughs) um, talking about her relationship. Um, her relate her her on and off relationship with the baby, the baby jumped in the comments in the shade room, trying to defend himself. Tyrese does this, fam. The worst thing you can do, especially when we know that a lot of these blogs thrive off of that drama and they thrive off of the negativity that comes with these stories. The worst thing you can do is jump in the comments and basically throw yourself into the lion's den in the arena. And I, I was watching a, I was watching a, a, a movie. I forget which movie. It was like a Kevin Costner movie. It was one of Kevin Costner's 19 million movies about baseball. And he tells the black dude who had a bad game and the media was waiting on him, um, make some salacious comment when he comes out of the locker room. Don't help people make a joke out of you. It's one thing. They're going to say what they have to say. Don't make a joke out of yourself. You can go out there, and he told him, you can go out there, and you can make, the, and you can, you can make some little hot-button comment, and you can give them, you can give them the... the the jackals meet the feet off of or whatever. Or you can just help hold your head high, go out there, walk past them, and next time we'll and tomorrow we'll do better. But don't help anybody make a joke out of you. And I'm not saying this in defense, necessarily in defense of the baby, or necessarily in defense of any of these stupid niggas doing stupid shit. I'm not saying, that's not what I'm saying. But at some point, it's going, because it's the shade room, because it's baller alert, it's going to be someone that isn't as ratchet and terrible as T.I. or the baby or Tyrese or whoever. Because they'll find someone to malign in the absence of them. <clears throat> Don't ever help anybody make a joke out of you. And you know who understands this, amazingly enough, better than anybody? Cardi B. Every time these motherfuckers say something unfavorable about her, she she turns around and sues them and owns her wife and kids. There are three things. Go for that it. That I make. And these are three very quick suggestions. Go for, for it. For rich and or famous people or people who think that they are rich and famous. Number one, get a publicist. Absolutely. Get a publicist whose sole purpose is to manage your image and and to crack down on these unfavorable things that come out about you, even if they are true, which in most cases they are. Get a publicist. Quit being a broke boy. Number two, understand that for you, for the rich and famous, and who believe that they are rich and famous, 
social media should be mostly one-sided. It should be you showing what you want people to see and then people paying you money to see more of you at some point down the line. Think of it that way. If you're a TI, your whole purpose with social media is to show people what you're doing and then at some point people either buy your music or well, they won't. Or what is it that whatever it is that you do. It is not a genuine two-way conversation with quote unquote common folk. That is number two. And number three is really the suggestion slash free business idea for somebody else out there. There needs to be a social media platform specifically for rich and or famous people or people who think they're rich and famous so they can comment to each other and not worry about what regular ass folks like us have to say about them. That was Clubhouse for a while. They should have opened it to us poor folks. <laughs> that's why not have. that's why nobody's there now. <laughs> that is exactly what So give DJ Khaled and his buddies their own social media platform and let them be as problematic as they want to be amongst each other in a safe space because that's what they really want. <laughs> give whack one hundred somewhere to go. <laughs> right. Because if you if you if you want attention from the you know, from from the proletariat, as as we call ourselves, I guess. Uh, if you want attention from us, just know that it goes both ways. It's true. They will lavish attention upon you, and they will also tell you why you ain't shit. The further you climb up the tree, the more people at the bottom looking at your ass. That is correct. That is that that is the long and short of it. Um, Ti is definitely the short of it. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man, and, and you know, again, not for me to be. I'm not defending Ti, and I'm not defending the baby. I both just, of whom are short. Uh, both of whom are short and terrible people. The, the, the we can call them deaf from below. Um, why are short niggas so sensitive? <laughs> why are y'all like that? Why are they? That's true. I couldn't imagine. I just. That's one of those times I can confidently say I can't relate. There's also a grown man who calls himself the baby and wants to be taken seriously. I mean, there's the baby, there's little baby, there's yeah, none of whom I take seriously. Uh, nor should they be. Um, I, I just, I don't know, man. And again, I'm not defending those people. I just know there's going to come a time when the media comes for someone more noble or comes for someone that is not at least at the very least, not the baby or TI like they did with Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith understood this. Will Smith went out and he, he made a He made a mistake. If you want to call it that. And we have not heard much from him since other than an apology, which is completely fine in given the circumstances. And as far as we know, this man is on a whole other continent right now. Correct. Not worried about it. Um, sure, he's worried about it. But well, he, yeah. He's sure. probably getting his shit together. Yeah, what am I going to do without Hancock 2? Um, I can give you a list. <laughs> I, I just, there's plenty of things. Um, even Well, no, Chris Rock has spoken on a little bit in his way. But... I, you know, I, there are going to be more people more like that. That the that the the blogosphere will come for. Yeah. 
Because if they can't find a Cardi B and if they can't find an offset, they'll make one. They'll make one. Absolutely. Um, somebody will try to argue me that that's what they're doing with Tory Lanez. But Tory Lanez is more than capable of doing that to himself. Um, also, y'all, enough. A bonus humans ain't shit. Enough, y'all. Enough with the conspiracy theories, fam. Y'all can't fucking read. Y'all can't read. You can't. Do you know what the new shit is with the Megan and Tory thing? I'm sure you're going to tell me. So, Megan, so now the a, a doctor, a doctor, allegedly the doctor that worked on Megan, has confirmed that he removed glass fragments from her foot. The the manosphere and the he-man woman haters are 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 like, well, glass doesn't sound like bullets to me. So is it that you were it, your feet were injured because you got shot in the foot or your feet were injured because you stepped in glass? Both things can be true and are in fact and, and probably are true because the police yanked her out of the car and she, her feet were like there's footage of her feet bleeding and they're being broken glass on the floor on the ground that can be true in addition to being shot in the foot and another hospital confirmed that there were that there were bullet fragments removed ain't nobody breaking and I don't and the other thing I don't believe about this is there ain't nobody breaking HIPAA laws for Tory Lanez There's so much because there's so much wrong with that. Ain't nobody breaking that, that doctor. Ain't nobody breaking HIPAA laws for Tory Lanes. But here come the conspiracy theorists. We already knew there was glass on the ground. We already knew from her describing it the first time that the, when the police yanked her out, that she, that her feet were bleeding, and that there was, and that her feet were on the were stepped on like she stepped on that glass. And now everybody's turning it into like some new revelation. Trying to twist what trying to twist the narrative. Stop. And it's always the niggas who swear they're gonna wait till they're gonna wait to see what happens in court. Stop. Why stop? Do we care so much? About the fucking details of all this shit. The reason, I, and I don't, and now I don't. And I, I mean, society, us as a society. So on a societal general, level, I understand. Like, what I think, I honestly think that, I think the he-male woman haters are looking for a win. They want to win. They want to win uh, to this ongoing narrative that bitches just wake up in the morning trying to set, uh, trying to set them up. And ruin their lives. What happens when you win? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. It, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Sorry, I, you were making a point, but I, nothing happens. And, and this is going to tie into something that we talk about later. Correct. Y'all spend a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of time, hours a day, going over inconsequential shit. What we know is there was a black man and a black woman. Black woman came up injured, 
and, 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 and a lot of you niggas are not coming to her defense at all. When we know that one person, at least one person in this relationship, um, displayed ag- aggressive actions that led to the injury of this woman. And whether you want, whether you feel like she was shot in the foot or stepped on glass because she was pulled from the car, just know that there was a there was harm placed upon a woman, and y'all are figuring out every way to put the blame on her. Correct for something which someone else was 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 demonstrably the aggressor. Y'all spend a lot of time on this, but we'll come back to that later today. We will. It's true. Um. So yeah, song of the week. Um, it's warming up out there. It's hot. It's hot as fuck. I'm looking at it was 88 degrees at one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and we might and we might be on power watch or whatever. I don't know. Um, I'm oh I was scrolling, um, looking for the looking for the song. This is DJ Envy's wife. Oh shit. She's she's well above his league. All the way. All the way out. Out of it. Uh, what? It's, no. I'm not. I no. 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 I'm moving on. Mm-mm. I can't do I I can't plague my own head with that. What the fuck? I didn't know she looked like that. Now you see why she talks so much shit about him and he <laughs> Cuz he's never going to do better. He he won't. He won't, including and especially Erica Mena. Um I'm gonna yeah, it's it's hot out there. Um outside is back, basically. Um it never left. It, it yeah, I'll say down south it never left. <clears throat> um let me hit y'all with a little this is this is kind of a nice little upbeat joint. This is Rotimi, uh with decisions. I like Rotimi, man. Um kind of a slightly lower budget Jadena. Um, <laughs> wait, that's not a selling point for me. But <laughs> my mind is open. Um, go ahead and pour yourself something. Get comfortable. Um, we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
truth Either way it's gonna be a movie Or be the last time If we do, if we do, if we do this Let's do it like we got something to prove you I'ma kiss it like I know I'm about to lose it All because I'm going to hold your feet to the fire about a about an off air conversation we just had. Okay. I was I was informing him that Rotimi, who you just heard in that song of the week, decisions, um, is a form is an alumni that was formerly on um, uh, Power, the worst TV show on earth, and <laughs> I was just informing him that. He, as an actor, wasn't so bad. His role was bad. But um, power is basically a competition. It's like, the, it's like American Idol, but for the worst actors in black America on earth. Um, and the worst actors, Lala, Lala Anthony was on this show. Mm-hmm. Lala Anthony might be the worst actor ever. And considering the fact that she was in such good company of bad actors and actresses, that's saying a lot because Mary J. Blige is on power. And if you're a worse actress than Mary J. Blige, and he tried to come to Mary J. Blige's defense and say, well, she has name a Mary J. Blige slap. Name a Mary J. Blige movie slap. Almost a movie, but not quite. Umbrella Academy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When they don't give, when they don't really give you shit to do. Hey. They didn't really give her shit to do. So she, it wasn't that one. It was it was hard to fuck that up. She's better than common. Yes, she is. That's true. That's true. Much better actor than Tom. Um, I made it. 
I will say. I made it, y'all. Barely. There's a lot of people that's better <laughs> actor in common that's terrible. <sighs> oh, man. Terrible. We could do a whole list of terrible actors that are better than common. Um, but I won't do that today. Um, there's just there's better things to talk about. First of all, we have to get the RIPs out of the way. RIP um, to uh, YSL crew member uh, Lil Keed. Is there a sound effect on that board that says, who? <laughs> that ain't right. That ain't right. But you know that. that I mean, I ain't supposed to laugh at that. That should just, that should just be a segment on this show. <laughs> D. Randall asks, who? who the fuck is that? Who is that? Um, Lil Keed was a, he was, he was on the come up. He was on the come up. He was a part of uh, Young Thug's crew. He was on that label. Mm-hmm. Um, that is probably about to be defunct and uh, <laughs> labeled a criminal conspiracy. Um, okay. But he was on the way up um, out of that crew. Um, we still don't know the details on how he died. Um, no toxicology has come up yet. Um, it seems like he wasn't shot or else that would have been kind of the lead of that story. One way or another. Um, young kid, though. Young, young. Like, early 20s young. Um, I, rest in power, man. Rest in power. To, I, had, I had not heard any music from him, but I knew of him. Um, rest in power to that man's family. Um, condolences to the family. Rest in power to, to the little kid. Um, you know, if any... And it, we're about to become more interactive, so it's like if you guys know who these people are and have more context, you can always hit us in the comments or hit us in the chat. You know, please let me know. Like, because I, I don't, I don't, I feel myself becoming way more out of touch with hip hop than I like to admit. I don't want to become that guy. And please point me to one of their seminal works as well. Now, let me say this. The loss of life is not to be trivialized. I fully understand that. But I still want to understand what y'all see in these folks because I have no idea who they are. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, that's fair point. And we can can do that. Maybe we can find some way on this podcast, maybe on Patreon, um, where you just hear one of these people's stuff for the first time. And we just skip around and just go to a couple of songs and go, oh, okay, this is what they do. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. maybe you know, maybe. I mean, I'm, we've been, I'm, I mean, we've been playing around with the idea of listening party. I'm, I'm open to the idea. You know, let, let's, let's just start off with one song by yeah. some of these folks. You know, we don't. Sure. I don't need the whole mixtape. Right, right. <laughs> for, for most of them. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of music. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a glorious it's a glorious week for music. Some of you rappers out there were were mad nervous, and we're not gonna see some new we're not gonna see new slaps from y'all for a week or two. Why do you ask? I we because Kendrick Lamar Duckworth has returned. Mm. Used the boy's whole government. Just when we thought, because yes, because if because if if uh, Christopher Francis Ocean ever comes back. <laughs> 
gonna keep the same energy. <laughs> um, just when the world needed him most, the Avatar. I don't want to call him the master of four elements, but basically <laughs> has 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 returned after five years with some new hot shit. Um, the release of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah, we've been waiting for this. Yeah, I am. I am anxious and eager. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't one of the the twelve midnight people. No, I, I definitely waited until the the drive on the way to work. Same the next morning. I wasn't. Same. That definitely happened um, yeah. during my commute, and also at work. Now this is interesting because the first thing is this is a this is technically. I don't know how this works in the era of streaming, but this is a two-disc venture. In the era of streaming, it doesn't really matter. That's but, Okay, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. It just means you put a bunch of songs on a playlist. Okay, fair enough. There's also this thing that, and this, is, this may be another talk for another time, mm-hmm. but, ladies and gentlemen, in the era of streaming, yeah. technically speaking... Albums don't exist. Only playlists do. Tell me more. I will tell you more. Each song, each song has a serial number assigned to it. Okay. Serial number slash UPC code assigned to it. The album itself does not. Albums do not have a UPC code. Not in streaming. Okay. The, the, the individual songs themselves do. And what you are doing when you are listening to an album is you are listening to songs that are associated together as a playlist. So when streaming numbers come back, they report the, stre- the individual streaming numbers for each song. I'll tell you how I came about this. Okay. Um, a couple of years ago, Buster Rhymes released Extinction Level Event Part Two. Two. Okay. And um, we and enjoyed th- that, right? I did. Yeah. I'm also a Buster Rhymes fan. Same. And that was with um, um, Master Farad Far Muhammad yes. and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. like that. I like that shit. Uh, he released four versions of that album. No shit. And I was like, wow. He released the regular one, extended, super extended, and then like deluxe. Sure. And I noticed that when he would release each subsequent album, the, the posted streaming numbers in Spotify didn't restart from zero. They basically restarted from where... It left off. And when I toggled from album to album and looked at song to song, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the numbers are the same for each song. So what he's not, he's not actually releasing new albums. He's releasing new playlists and just adding songs to that playlist. This is where I say Drake was a little bit ahead of his time because a few years ago, remember Drake released that one album that he said, nah, it's not an album. It's a playlist. It was the one with uh, Scorpion. That might have been it. Yeah, he said it's not an album; it's a playlist. That was Scorpion. And now I understand. He was actually he was actually correct. So what you're actually listening to is you're you're listening to a collection of songs that are related under a playlist. Okay. Not that it matters. Not that it matters. It, well, it, that's interesting. It's it's really more of a technical thing and more of an a, more of an industry type thing. Now, would you agree that? Even though now on the business, on the technical and on the business aspect, 
technically an album the album does not exist. It does Would not. you agree that there is still the the there's still artists seeking the creative venture of an album? Do we think that correct? Is? Correct. And okay. and actually let me let me correct something that I just said. Um, I said that the album itself does not have a UPC code. It actually does. Yes, I apologize for that. Um, when you are listening to streaming, though, they are streaming the numbers for each individual album. The uh, album itself does have a UPC code because if there is a physical component for it, i.e. vinyl or CD, they want to commodify that as well. But what you're listening to when you're listening to streaming is a collection of songs sure. associated by a playlist. Okay. But yes, when, when Kendrick Lamar sat down to make this body of work, he did not sit down to make a playlist. He sat down to make an album. Yeah. It's just that when it reaches us, it's just a playlist with that songs song, associated yeah. with it. Sure, so, sure. Neither here nor there. But that's, but that's good to know. That's good to yeah. know. A lot of people probably didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, so a lot of artists cheat. Now, I shouldn't say cheat. A lot of artists... Um, play the game nowadays by releasing an album. Not a cheat. And then a couple of weeks later, they will release a deluxe version of the album, which is just an addition of a couple of songs to the same set of songs to to bo- to to prompt people to listen to those songs repeatedly oh, to, they, to drive those numbers up. Oh, then let's not sugarcoat it. They definitely cheat. Ask Nikki. Mm. Um, she was mad because Travis Scott was attaching <laughs> merchandise to it, which, again... Which Nikki did not think of first is the only reason she was mad. If you give a, if you give a T-shirt the same UPC number as a, uh, as a song, that's and a someone sells that shirt. All the streaming services see is the UPC code. Yep. Nikki just mad she didn't think of it first. But um, Kendrick released an album, and Kendrick released an album. Two things that I was looking forward to, okay, were um, my friends who hate Kendrick. Oh God, yes! And say that when he when he raps, it sounds like he's rapping with his neck. Shout out to FWJ. Sounds like he's rapping with his neck. <laughs> Why uh, is Frank so rude? <laughs> to to there, there's been an ongoing debate. He he feels about Kendrick the way that I feel about MF Doom, and oh. and we've we've had this eternal oh, like no. ten year debate about it. it but it's fun. Um, also, I've been looking forward to the discourse from people who are look who are looking for, oh um, you know, hidden messages of massage noir and hotepness and all these things that they that they come to love and appreciate from Kendrick. So, I remember when "To Pimp a Butterfly" came out. Mm-hmm. This was not necessarily. I don't remember this really being much of a conversation when "Damn" came out. Mm-hmm. Maybe because "Loyalty" was such a big record. Um. But I remember when To Pimp a Butterfly came out. And one of the big one of the big controversies was that To Pimp a Butterfly did not do enough to center women and did not do enough to include women in its experience. Which I don't which I disagree with in a way, because one of the most popular What does that mean? Um like if you look at the features, let me see if I can think of the features now. And I don't. And again, I still don't think this is true because I, I am pretty sure there was a, a semi, out there popular person in the backup vocals for a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the argument was if you look at a lot of the features for "To Pimp a Butterfly," you're not going to see any women. Um, which at the time. I think it was 
the beginning of trying to center black women more in the in the in in an experience and so sonically the only song you really heard like that was this dick ain't free and i think that's not i feel like that's not true because if these walls could talk was that was a woman singing I, and i know that and i know sometimes you want more than that in a feature um, what does that even mean, though? Because you had, let's see, you had Michael Jackson's Thriller wasn't centered around women. Michael Jackson, yeah, but Michael Jackson's Thriller was also a bunch of love songs, mostly love songs. Agree. I, I mean, I, I mean, Lady in My Life. Um, um, uh, oh God, I, I, I now I gotta remember the now I gotta remember all the Michael Jackson. And I and I'm not I'm not trying to be an ass today, but I, I'm trying I understand. to understand what it means to be like. Why does it and that some of, and why that does some it have to be centered were, around women? And that some of the lyrics were misog- were misogynistic. And the only reason this is and this is me translating what I have heard from them. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be? It doesn't have to be. But Kendrick Lamar is very often. Um, marketed I don't think he thinks this of himself is very often marketed as this deep intellectual next level black ass experience when he drops an album and I think that if you're going to call him deep I think the argument is if you're going to call him deep if you're going to say that this is black ass and that this is and that this is the blackest thing happening right now the inclusion of black women should matter having said that but he's not calling himself deep and and also there's always he's not and and also and that's where I jump in he's not and also there's always the criticism that uh his girl is light skinned uh, which I don't also don't think is fair. He been with the girl what since fucking high school. I hate people, man. I don't think I I I think there's an argument there to, to be had. I don't think it should be put at Kendrick's doorstep. Do you like the album or not? That's what I'm asking people. Like, do y'all fucking like the album or not? I like it. Do y'all I fuck with? Do y'all fuck with him or not? Like that. That's really what it boils down to. I don't give a fuck. People worry too much about who other people are fucking. I agree with that. I agree with that. Now there now. There is a there is a conversation to be had at large about niggas who get on and then find either the most non-black or lightest skinned chick they can find out here. I don't think that's fair to put at Kendrick Lamar's do- doorstep because he been with that girl since he been with that girl since forever, and maybe they just fucking like each other. Sometimes I people I, I think people just find people who don't spend a lot of time worrying about whether or not this person is light enough or dark Everybody enough to fuck with Everybody's girlfriend ain't got to be black as midnight. Like, man, y'all Y'all are, don't feel this way about the Migos. Y'all are really worried more about who other people are fucking than who y'all are fucking. The Migos ain't touched a dark-skinned girl since they got on, and ain't nobody and, and nobody is dragging them for it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's because they don't have any expectation of the Migos. <laughs> yeah, now, now I can say individually, you are right about that. If, if somebody, I if, don't. <laughs> if somebody raps, if somebody raps, and they they halfway make sense, 
we we tend to place we we society at large, not me because I don't care. We 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 tend to place more scrutiny on the decisions that they make in their personal lives. Agreed. So if someone like Ken, Kendrick, who does have elements of you know black nationalism in his music and 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 certain community based type bars in his music, then then we then we place a certain expectation of him that he needs to you know uplift blackness in a certain way that we want him to that is all in, that according to people is all inclusive right so we you know we expect that if he raps about blackness that his woman should not be light skinned she should be dark skinned and, and, and closer to the hue of a natural african woman and then fuck everybody man do y'all do y'all fuck with his album or not I, I and coming to that, yeah. I actively fuck with this album. I do. As I do fuck I. with this album. I think this is his most personal album. Um, I think whereas I think he made to pimp a butterfly for the culture. Mm-hmm. I think he made. Um, I think he made uh, damn. Um, for the rapidy rappers. He made damn and I think he made damn in section eighty for the rapidy rappers. And I think he made good kid Mad City. He made good kids at Mad City for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um I think he made this for him. Yeah. And and to to that point, um, you know, this was definitely a pandemic album. And you can Hell tell yeah. you can tell that this is an album that was probably made largely in isolation, largely when you when he was centered with his own thoughts. Extremely introspective. Yeah. Cause we've been hearing this album was gonna come out for a year. Yeah. And it was gonna be his last T D E album. Yeah. And and you know, although in my eyes not a perfect album. No. Um I, I think and I agree with you, I think it it's it's a very personal album and it and it touches upon things that one might do when they are not making an album with the expectation of others in mind. Give me a song that you feel like wasn't perfect. And when I talk about imperfect, I mean like even from like a production stand from from sure. my standard for of for your ear, for a producer's yeah. ear. Um I mean that were give me a second to pull up the track sure. list. That you called me to the spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You out here asking me to, to provide proofs and facts and all that shit, man. I mean, people, I, the know? only reason, and the only reason spending this much time on it is because people were hype as fuck. I literally saw in the comments, people were hype as fuck to hear what we had to say. Yeah. And, you know, and people, people have already disagreed with a, a lot of my opinions on it. Yeah. Um, ah, pulling up the, uh, the track listing here. Okay. So the, the, the second half of the album, and, and, and again, y'all, I, I, I challenge anyone to answer this question for me. Give me any double album in which there was a double album's worth of content that was great. That slapped. Okay, fair Neither enough. Neither here nor there. But the, the second half of the album, to me, felt a little, a little, a, a little downtone. More so than the first half of it. So, like, even a song like, well, first of all, <clears throat> it, it, 
problematicness aside, sure, y'all are never going to make me like anything with Kodak Black in it. <laughs> and, and for those of you who said that Kodak Black snapped on that interlude or that song or whatever, false. I don't have any. That was my first time listening to Kodak Black, and I don't have any expectations of Kodak Black. So he 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 made it as far as I as far as I'm concerned. He just I let him skate. He didn't do anything for me. So, I didn't. I no. So anything with Kodak Black on, I was like, eh. It was all right. I mean, he he didn't he didn't do anything for me. He enunciated more than he does when he talks. Kendrick probably made him. He's like, nah, nigga, you need to actually talk. Please do that. Um, the 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 mother I sober song I, I liked conceptually. Begin. I, I think production wise, it was a little boring. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely one note. Yeah, I agree. And, and and again, there were a few there were a few songs on the album that were like that, which I think conceptually may have worked for me, but the the execution of it, I was like, okay, I'll probably listen to this one more time. I agree. I, I definitely gravitated to my favorites, of which they, for me there there are two songs on this album that stand out uh, above others, mm-hmm. mainly because I, as soon as I heard them, I said these are going to be conversation pieces. Absolutely, and, and Oz is going to spend a week in his mentions, <laughs> going back with forth the people for more time than he should <laughs> because of these two songs. Um, the first one was "We Cry Together." That's the one with, with yes. Taylor Page. Yes, which for me, it's it's my favorite song in the album, produced by Alchemist, real hip hop niggas. Oh boy! And you know, it it was as soon as I heard it, I said, "This is going to be a polarizing song." Fuck yes. Because of the language in it and, and the way that and say what y'all want to say about having Taylor Page, an actress, rapping in this song. It's it's Danny's favorite song. Yeah. It's my favorite song <laughs> because for me, week in and week out, you as 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 Oz Longworth, you talk about the gender wars. You talk yes. about how black men and women are always at each other's throat. Correct. And for me, this song encapsulates that. But it also encapsulates it encapsulates the most important aspect of that gender war in that at the end of the day, for all the shit that you people talk back and forth about each other, the fact is at the end of the day, all of y'all are just trying to fuck. And, and I feel like Sir. I sound like you saying this. Speak on it, son. At the end of the day, that's what it boils down to, is that all of you are trying to fuck someone, and y'all are confused at how to approach it. It's true. And much like children, you, you act like you hate someone until you actually get them naked and get them in a vulnerable position. At the end of the day, that's all y'all want. And this song summed it up for me. Now, what you've just explained just now, I just want you to know, um, so you can relay this back to your niece, what you've just explained is cap. Okay. That is cap. Okay. A lot of people talking shit. Now, the wild part is I know that my niece has listened to this album, and it's going to be hard for me to discuss this song with a 16-year-old, but I may have to. Uh, it's going to be very difficult. There's, there's literally a moment where, uh, where the woman screams, I should have gotten a bigger dick. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to let my sister handle that conversation. Do that. Do that. <sighs> Do that. Um, really appreciate We Cry Together. Uh, very triggering for anybody that has been in toxic relationships mm-hmm. most of their life. Um, I I heard it 
clocking into work. <laughs> Put you in the perfect mood, huh? I I was literally punch, punching in the in the clock, and I looked up. Give me my keys, bro. Oh, that shit was that. that that's what, why did he? Why did you keep her keys? I man? want to see a video for this song. I really do. I really do. It, it, but now it is going to piss. It is going to piss the women off in particular. In particular, because there's no way you can make that and it not come off misogynistic. I'm, no way. There's it, no way. It's it is what it is because it, it shows is both sides. What but it is. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. I, I that, that nigga said to that, talking about she got to go. That nigga said today is the day you walk, bitch. That is some powerful shit. I have never gone through that myself. Never will. But that was some power. That was some wild shit. Um, the other song that I think is going to be very polarizing. If not already, it's already it proven to be that way. It is. It's Auntie Diaries. It's yeah. And this one, I thought even more so than We Cry Together. I was like, this is phenomenal because this is a very honest look at um, a very honest look at how views on sexuality and gender roles and homophobia and transphobia have evolved over time. And again, this is another one in which I, I think about my niece because my experience with my parents, in, in particular with my father, and in dealing with gender roles and sexuality and homophobia are very, 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 very different from my niece and what she has experienced and what she's been um, exposed to um, in, in that, you know, just kind of a spoiler for her, it's more normalized than obviously for me. It was it was from the way that I was, I'll loosely say, educated by my father. Mm -hmm. um, it was obviously much, much, much more taboo back then. But this song highlights that, and and it highlights even Kendrick's own admitted ignorance in in using certain terminology, uh, the F slur, we'll call it. To, to address people, which, you know, I, in the rare moment that I was brought to Twitter this week, I saw a couple of very long threads in which people were going back and forth about this song. Yeah, in particular, man. Kendrick's use of the F word. And, oh. and not just the F word. People were commenting on him misgendering the character in saying that, uh, what was it? You know, my auntie's a man now. And using a dead name. And you, right. Which and, is another term that I just learned in the last year. And, and referring to the auntie as still as him instead of the new her. But it, my argument is that he's staying in character. Correct. As far as the family goes. And I think we, and I think we can all be honest is that we have those family members that'll go, I'm still calling. I'm still calling him what his mama called him. Yeah, and his mama called him, a, and his mama called him a damn man. That's what that's we have those family members, right? And we don't talk and we don't talk about it because we want to act like those family members don't exist, or that we have to cancel them. Which again, another sign of cap. Very few of you are canceling your family members. You are. You are. It's it's cap. Can um, can Auntie Demetrius still cook good? 
Probably so. You still eating? You are still eating that potato salad. You're still eating their potato salad. Correct. Whatever, whatever their personal pronoun is, you still eating that potato salad. Correct. So don't be don't be a fool. Um, and he even talks about the own evolution of his understanding of the terminology in the context of the song. Correct. So I'm like, if you if I'm not one to tell we people were kids, what they should, we didn't know better. We were seven. He literally said that. And and if if and I'm not. You know, I am not one to dictate what people should and should not be offended by. But if you are offended by some of those things that you have a problem with in the song, first question I would have to ask you is, did you listen to the entire song? You have said worse to and about people when you were seven. Right. And he even to even contextualize it at the very end, he even talks about his own his own ignorance in ownership of a term. Because at a rap, and I remember this story at a rap show, he would not allow a white a white fan to say nigger. Correct. So, again, bringing it full circle, his understanding of why it is wrong to use the f word uh, because it is damaging to some people is the same reason why he has to accept why a white woman using the n word. Is damaging to some people. Correct. And and even though this is a very, 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 very small sample size, I did reach out to a, a couple of friends of mine who um, acknowledge to being part of the queer community. And I and I asked them, as I said, listening to this song, and and you know, I'm going to this Twitter argument that some people have that, you know, he still could have done the same thing without using the F word. Right. I asked them, I said, within the context of this song, and again, Y'all, this is a very small sample size and is not indicative of everyone of the community who identifies themselves as queer. So when y'all come for Oz and not me, because I, <laughs> I don't have mentions, <laughs> I don't have mentions, so I don't have to worry about this shit. Um, all of them said, I understand within the context of the song that the uses of that word is what really punctuates the, the, the feeling behind that in the song. And they, they did not take personal offense to him using it in the context of the song. And one of them even told me, because that word has never been damaging to me, I wouldn't have taken offense to it regardless. So, look, y'all. Y'all can't determine what people should be offended by. That's the point that I'm getting to. It is not up to you to determine what people should be offended by. And also, if you are offended by something, you have every right to be. But trying to speak to the intentions of this song in the context of this song, I, an intellectual, can understand that his usage of the word was not intended to be flippant or damaging. He was, he was simply illustrating in character with his experience with gender roles, sexuality, and, and words that can be damaging to people are like. I love that song. I love Auntie Diaries. I did. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I enjoyed the, um, what was the Pharrell joint? Mm. Um, uh, was it Mr. Morrell? It was Mirror. Mirror. Mirror was definitely a yeah. Pharrell joint, right? Yeah. That was, I knew from... From the drop. I, from the drop, you just, when, when Pharrell's drops, you just know. You just know this is about to be funky as fuck. 
And I was like, how Pharrell and Kendrick have not teamed up previously. Not that I know of. Well, no, like, he did all right. He gonna oh, be all right. Yeah, he did. That's right. You're right. Correct. Probably the greatest Kendrick song. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, oh, oh, just funky right off the muscle. Right off the. That ain't rip. the one though. Mirror's so fucking funky. I, I I fucked with that. I fucked with Father Time because I'm I don't hear enough of Ooh. Sampha. Father Time was another one. I don't hear enough of Sampha these days. It talks I'm about so daddy glad issues. He's, he's outside. A lot of niggas need to listen to Father Time. Correct. Because most of y'all got daddy issues. Um, I fucked with... Uh, let, me, let, me, let me scroll here, actually. Because um, opening up, uh, like, N95 and shit like that, he wanted y'all to know he's still in shape. N95 was good. There's also a video for it. came out yesterday. Worldwide Steppers was another one. <laughs> that I was like, I like y'all gonna hate that one because he he said first time I fucked a white bitch and I was like, yep, y'all gonna be mad. Oh yeah, um, oh and they are, they are. Um, uh, the the Kodak Black, uh, the Silent Hill joint. Um, right. Even though I I don't I I had no expectations of Kodak Black, so it just sounded like another feature to me. Um, Kendrick ate ate on there. Um, I like that he's he's taking these. I, I like that he's taking these young artists, Baby Keen, on tour with him. Um, you got to you you got to train the you, you have to train the youth. You have to train them up. I realize the only songs I like by Baby Keen are the ones that Kendrick is on. <laughs> and, and and because of, because I'm dead inside. <laughs> and because I'm a horrible person, someone did ask me why I, I don't care so much about Kodak Black or Baby King. <laughs> and my comment, because because I need to work on myself and because I need to improve as a human. My comment was, they both sound like they fall down the stairs on purpose. <laughs> This is this is my cry for help. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> I guess I need to start drinking again. <laughs> what is wrong with you, dog? All this water is just <laughs> enough electrolytes in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I need less electrolytes. Oh my god! Am, what is wrong with you, dog? I am too. <laughs> Well hydrated. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. What am I doing to advance the culture saying shit? (laughs) But also, Kodak Black did allegedly rape someone and feel in his mama's booty, so I don't care. So, yeah. Yeah, fuck him. Okay. So, um, I don't don't think we're we're far away from this album, from this album releasing um, to... Rank it in the context of Kendrick's other work, so I will save that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I will. I mean, I just, I just like it. Um, score out of ten. I hate doing this, man. So I put you on the spot. Eight. That's yeah. I'll go with I'm that. Say, I'm gonna say eight. I'm with that. I'm, I'm, I'm it's an eight. 
Because for me, in my evolution um, with the current, um, you know, the, the, the current state of hip-hop, for me, and generationally speaking, mm-hmm. To Pimp a Butterfly is my 10. Yeah. Good Kid, Mad City is my 10. To Pimp a Butterfly is my 9. I, actually, I will also give Good Kid, Mad City a 10. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I so yeah, so in that context, uh, uh, Miss Morale and the Big Steppers probably gets an eight for me. Yeah, he is my he's definitely my favorite of his generation. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I've I haven't been hyped for a release like this in a long time. J Cole could never. He he could not. But he went platinum with no features. He went platinum with no features. Anyway, okay. Uh, good for him. Uh, what else we got, man? Oh, so we didn't talk about this last week, but it was developing. Young Thug and Gunner are pretty much going to prison on some RICO charges. Um, mm. So, Chloe Bailey going to have to find somebody else to play house with. Um, or maybe maybe she got with Gunner just assuming that at some point. She wouldn't have to worry about him. I was saying, <laughs> maybe she got the fuck out of Dodge at just the right time. <laughs> I know you notice all the all all the people that the late that the ladies love have gotten out have gotten out of Dodge at the right time. Chloe Bailey got out of Dodge, and when they asked if Jack Harlow was going to get caught up in these Rico charges, everybody just said, "Look, a monkey," and ran. Wow, that's racist. <laughs> but also, <laughs> and ran. And no one has answered that question properly, and I don't think Jack Harlow's going to see any charges off of that, just being related to them label-wise. That is a one-question questionnaire, and that question is, is he white? <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. Um, so what, y'all, what, what some of y'all don't know, uh, RICO charges, man, basically a criminal conspiracy. If you can charge one person in a criminal conspiracy, basically you can charge them all. Mm. Um, those of you that watch The Dark Knight know this. <laughs> um, those of you that watch Sons of Anarchy know this. Um, and young, basically, and I, now at first I wanted to give them some some benefit of the doubt because I was like, oh, these are some young niggas that just got their money wrapped up. In the wrong shit with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. But as this has developed, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. They got their money wrapped up with the wrong people doing the wrong shit, and they themselves were doing the wrong shit. Several counts of the wrong shit. <clears throat> Weren't they in the high 50s or some shit? I think the number was 56. Jesus Christ. And. Let me tell you, okay. So here's why I'm at with the Rico thing. Um, because, and this is big for us, because you don't really hear about a lot of rappers and a lot of prominent black people getting caught up in Rico. Um, somebody else was trying to say, oh, um, white people, this is y'all's area of expertise. Let's get some of y'all, let's get some of y'all in there. And we're not talking about the cultured whites like the Italians. <laughs> Someone said that on Twitter, the cultured whites, the spicy whites. No, 
Um, no, we're talking about like middle class, upper middle class motherfuckers. What was the Enron motherfucker's name? Ken Layton. Ken. Oh God. Everybody in Houston know Enron. <laughs> Everybody in Houston know Enron. Everybody know what that little special looking building used to be. That's that building's still empty. <laughs> Is it really? The the one that they built right before they went under with the yes. the big circle with the big circle. The, that shit's still empty. Shut up. Mostly empty, I should say. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure. Um, I did not know that. Wow. All right. So yeah. Um. So here's my thing, and this is a couple of issues here. They were brought up on a lot of charges based off of their rap lyrics. And I think this is big because someone on Twitter, you know, Twitter is like detectives now. Mm -hmm. They put together a list and like a a photo montage of all the people from this particular generation of rapper that are in prison. That are in prison or have done a lot of time. And it was a lot. It was like. It was a lot. Like it was a je- it was it was a Jeopardy game board. It was a lot of motherfuckers on there. Mm-hmm. A lot of motherfuckers that by the way, as a 38-year-old man, I did not recognize any of them. I ain't know none of them faces. See, now, now you see how I feel when you talk about the RIPs every couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I didn't know none of them niggas. And <clears throat> Let me say, they are really locking. Like, I, I, you know, I've always been back and forth about the hip-hop police and the, a lot of the conspiracy to lock up hip-hop. That's a lot of motherfuckers they putting away. That's a lot of young, dumb motherfuckers that they are putting away. Young, dumb, but also you can't get around the systemic racism part of it. Because Mark Wahlberg has hate crimes on his on his rap sheet. That's all I'm saying. Feel it. Again, Feel it. Here is a here is a here is a a an Oz's mentions warning for me again. <laughs> <clears throat> Some of y'all are not gonna like what I say. Now let me start off by saying this. I know that uh, Jay-Z and Meek Mill or whoever, you know, were, were part of trying to draft legislation to not allow rap lyrics to be, you used, know, right. to, to be used to, to used prosecute. In yeah, in court. I fully support that. I, I fully support, Same. like, in, in, a, in, a creative, in a creative medium, um, unless you were willing to retroactively make John Wayne a criminal, um, for shooting people in westerns or making Clint Eastwood, you know, a criminal for being what he actually is, like you, no, like we're not fucking with that. I well, I I don't think that I don't think that if you, if you're going to put black men away based on their based on the lyrics of their songs, I also don't think white people should be able to profit off of the crimes they commit. Right. I mean, I.e. the Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Um. You know, if, if if we're going to lyrics, then a lot of country and western stars would be jailed for domestic abuse and uh, public intoxication. You're correct, um, according to what they put in their lyrics. Um, but there, uh, there, it, to me, 
the the tale of 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 street talk and criminal tales and rap goes back to the beginning of rap itself. Yes, it does. But why aren't more, we'll say, old school rap artists, um, being caught up in the same way that these these gentlemen are? And I think it's because of the the nature of how visible people are these days, and and the fact that you have things like IG Live, in which people. Some of these same folks who are getting caught up have been on their lives flashing guns and drugs from their own personal devices and being pinged to where people can time you and locate you um, and then show up at your house and those very drugs and guns are there that you just flashed. I, I, I think a big difference between the two is that this generation, the, the young thugs and the gunners, um, and I'm the speaking six nines. the six nines. Uh, when they when they display their lifestyles or when they display these things and they display their adjacency to certain players that are that are caught up in criminal activity, a lot of times they criminalize themselves. So mm-hmm. if if someone waves uh, an automatic rifle on the screen or or they, they threaten someone with bodily harm with said rifle. Um, you know, and they, they express an intent to murder someone with said rifle. And then the authorities show up and they say, well, we're, we're going to hit you with uh, attempted whatever, blah, 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 or intention or, you know, possession of a deadly weapon with intent to harm someone. You can't say you don't have any proof. You literally just said that. Right. And, and express the person's name. When you, again, all these things that, that they're doing to criminalize themselves should be taken into account as well. Like, don't show your dirt is basically what I'm getting at. Correct. Don't show your dirt. People are so quick to jump on live and, and provide an immediate reaction or, 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 or immediate access to the things that they want to, to say or things that they do. And they don't realize all that shit is saved somewhere. This is true. And without me having read yet read the 88-page indictment against them, <laughs> I would imagine that a lot of those things that they do and they say in public-facing ventures are the things that got them caught up. You know I, who's I'm nev- certain of it. You know who's never going to get hit with a RICO charge no matter how famous or rich they become? Me. <laughs> I have nothing to offer. In that regard, <laughs> so I, I'm. It sucks that Gunner is going to be, you know, pushing persecution now. Apparently, that's what the P stands for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but stupid. But you know, just like just like people who get get you know fucked off in in child custody cases because they're on live doing you know wild shit with their kids in shot like y'all have to understand that be cognizant of how potent social media is and how right. accessible you become because of it <laughs> just saying now with that said if they didn't do it i i hope you know i hope they get a, a fair trial i hope they didn't actually do it and i they hope won't. yeah they will not um, but again, what's a fair trial? If they if they have provided evidence against themselves, whatever it is, they ain't gonna get. They gonna put the motherfuckers under the jail. 
Guaranteed. Um. Oh, Lori Harvey. Here's a, here's some Lori Harvey news. People were on her ass on Twitter recently because Lori Harvey talked about how she lost this. She calls it relationship weight, which, which for her is like 15 pounds. Regular people, relationship weight is like a year and like 30 pounds, fam. Like, mm-hmm. um, but she said, but she mentioned that she only had a calorie intake of 1,200 calories and worked out twice a day, seven days a week. Here's my thing. And, and a lot of people, because a lot of people jumped on the health bandwagon and was like, that is psychotic. And a lot of people jumped on it was like, will you, will you, will you shut the fuck up, you fat, un, you fat, lazy, undisciplined niggas? Y'all just don't know what, it, what it's like to put in that work. And a lot of people were talking past each other. When the content, when I think the context of what people were saying about this um, would put a lot of things into focus. When people say, damn, she shouldn't be doing that, what they're really saying is from a regular, everyday, human, working class human's perspective, that is psychotic. I could not get up in the morning, work out, Go do my bum ass commute. Go to um, go to work. Do eight and nine, eight nine or ten hours. Come home. Cook cook dinner. Get ready for tomorrow. Have maybe an hour to myself. Get a full eight hours of sleep, and do all that shit again the next day. And work out and still work out twice and only on twelve hundred calories. The average human could probably not do that. Lori Harvey doesn't have to get up and go to a job, a bum ass job, and be on her feet all day or and do shit. If she wants, if if she wants, Lori Harvey can get up, work out, drink her smoothie or whatever. Chill. That's what we're missing about celebrities. So we don't have the same forty. We don't have the same twenty four hours as these people. We also don't have on on hand nutritionists. We also don't have access. We also don't have ready access to. Uh, doesn't even have. I don't even have. I was gonna say cost effective to nearby fresh healthy food. So most of you, half you motherfuckers live in a food desert. We don't have the same 24 hours as these people. And the reason I, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because we hold a lot of our, we uh, subconsciously sometimes we hold ourselves to standards that we cannot maintain. And that even the people that have access to maintain it, go through a lot of shit and expound a lot of money and resources to maintain because we went through the same shit with the Marvel people when what's his name from Eternals uh all of a sudden overnight got Stuber. Stuber, uh, yeah, Kumail. Yeah. Uh when all of a sudden overnight Stuber got the Marvel body. He also got juice. <laughs> <laughs> so once again with uh, once again with all due apologies to your mentions in the upcoming week. <laughs> 
allow me to disagree with popular opinion on this. Okay. So I, I will agree with a few things first. I will agree that, um, yes, Lori Harvey definitely has access to resources on a day-to-day basis that most people, that most people don't. True. Um, and, and without me knowing what her day-to-day life is actually like, right. um, I can only speculate. I, I don't know what she does. I, I genuinely don't know what she does every day. I, I can speculate that her stress levels are maybe lower or different from ours on a day-to-day basis because I don't know if she has the same type of obligations that us poor people do. But I don't know that. Sure. But I do know this. For the people who say that, you know, that she... I go back and forth sometimes on the, the 24 hours a day thing that people have. Because on, on one side of it, I know that... Uh, like. Like Marvel actors, for example, oftentimes when they are in the midst of filming, they're filming for 14, sometimes 18 hours a day. And and yes, they have the best nutritionists and, and, and fitness people around them and people to help manage a lot of things. But in that time that they are filming 14 to 18 hours a day and again, being active most of that time, I'm pretty sure they could look at some of us and say, <laughs> we don't have the same 24 hours that some of y'all do where some of y'all get a full eight eight hours of sleep every night. And that's why they're filming. But when it comes to daily health and daily maintenance and, and, and daily fitness goals, you have as much time for those things that you want to make time for. So if you getting into the physical condition that you want requires you to work out twice a day, and this is where I said I would – this is where I said I would draw back to the earlier conversation. Some of you motherfuckers spend upwards of an hour or two a day on social media arguing about useless shit when that could be time that you're focusing on yourself and getting yourself together, if that's what's important to you. Because I'm pretty sure what Lori Harvey is doing during that two hours a day or whatever that she's exercising is she's not worried about who's fucking who and engaging in Twitter debates about it. Sure. Um, 1,200 calories. And, and again, there's a, whole, there's a whole side conversation we can have about actual calorie input that is necessary for people to survive. I'm not even going to worry about the 1,200 calorie count because for her body type, that might be sufficient. But if, if we want to complain about not having enough time to do things, let's take a look at what we actually do on a given day and if health is that important to us where we need to shed pounds, we're going to find an hour in the morning. We're going to find an hour at night if we absolutely have to. Um, it's possible. I'm just saying we, we, we can't be mad at her for making time for something that she finds important. Because I know very regular people and I know friends who are just in the same tax bracket as I am who have found ways to make time for those things that they want to make time for. And that's true. That's true. I'm not, I, and I'm not discounting those people. Um, but everybody's got a different, everybody's got a different wavelength. Everybody's got mm-hmm. a different, everybody's got a different tolerance for how much they have to take on in a day. True. I am annoyed, annoyed at trying to find 30 minutes to work out. Annoyed. 
Um, on the weekends is one thing. On a weekday, and it, and 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 it, part of it is had is me deprogramming from feeling bad mm-hmm. for taking time to myself. Like I always say, when I get off, Call of Duty is how I decompress. Mm-hmm. And how much time are you playing Call of Duty? On weekdays, not not much. Actually, okay, uh, to be fair. Um, and then I have to stop from. I t- I'll take a nap, and I have to stop from guilting myself that I'm not working on either podcast stuff as far as uh, Patreon, as far as whatever is coming up. And between that and the comic and Black Nerd Problems, uh, if it's my week to review something, just getting through, because reading digitally is different from mm-hmm. reading something in your hand. Um, and then after all that, I get to eat, and I might have a, an hour to myself, and then it's time to start getting ready for tomorrow. And I, have to, and I, and I still have to fucking work out. And never mind that, basic house maintenance, just anything. What's uh, it, God? God it, homeowners understand. There's huh? a new thing. Depending on how long you've lived in your house, there's a new thing wrong with your house every week. Amen. Every day. Jesus Christ. Every day. Um. And like even now, I had a thing where I was like, "How do y'all go to the bank?" Working nine to five Monday through Friday. What do y'all do? Um, because I had a bank situation where I wanted to go into a branch and talk to someone. How do you motherfuckers get away with this? And you're talk when you're talking to the average person, and let me and make no mistake, a commute is draining. Yeah. And back when I took the bus and the train, a commute almost added up in a week to a part-time job. I think people set themselves to ridiculous standards in that way. To people that don't have these problems. Um, and yes, you should commit yourself to, to good health. I agree with that. You should commit yourself to bettering self. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I don't think you necessarily have to look at what Lori Harvey's doing and sh- and not not saying that that's what you're doing, mm-hmm. but people online were like, shut your fat, lazy, undisciplined ass up. No, I wouldn't. I, I don't wouldn't. think that's entirely fair. No, I wouldn't do that. I don't think that's fair. And there are people who have been raised, not raised, but who their life revolves around a gym culture. And that's cool. Everybody don't have that leeway. And this is where you get into classism and where you get into, there are, pe- there are people out here, it's a draining thing that don't, get eight, that don't get eight hours of sleep just off of anxiety. And the pandemic has changed this in a big way where people's sleep patterns are fucked up, are, are fucked up for now and for always. Because it was just 24 hours in the same place staring at nothing. I am people. I am also people. 
but but there there there. I just think there's a lot of things to consider about where we are as people and where we are as a society when we talk about the kind of 24 hours that people have. Yeah, and there are smaller incremental changes that you can make that that that'll impact your health over time. It's also true. And even because I live in a food desert, so even living in a food desert, there are still different um, nutritional choices that you can make um, as well. Uh, right. You know, I I know that one of my one of my biggest hurdles is I love Chick Fil A too much, and yeah, even 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 in, with my healthiest intentions, there are those days when I crave that shit. But I also know that every time I do that, it 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 puts me a step backwards in my goal to you know nutritional uh, improvement or whatever. Their salads don't slap. But I, I just I just think that you know before people and and yes the 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 twice a day workout and the twelve hundred calorie limitation may not work for you but there is always something that you can do to improve what you're doing you just gotta, you just got to be honest about you got to be honest about what your motivations are and we want to encourage people yeah we do we want to encourage people we want to encourage people that if that's what you're looking for to better yourself I just uh, I, my biggest concern is always who we levy those standards against. Mm-hmm. Like, fam, Michael B. Jordan has even said, "Nigga, this shit is this shit is crazy." Like, I mean, and, and Michael B. Jordan also has has been very open about loving to eat. Yeah, and he doesn't look like Adonis Creed or Eric Killmonger most of the time, right? He he's you know he he says all the time I oh I love to eat and I love to you know the, the, the double stacks of pancakes and shit. Mm. Um, I have seen a couple of those videos of the shit he likes to eat. A nigga like that is has seasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I just that's where I get concerned about who we level the who we level our personal everyday person standards of beauty against. And sometimes that gets juxtaposed differently because of social media. Um, so that's my biggest concern. Lori Harvey looks good, and she worked hard to look good. Good for her. Um, I, looking at her and deciding and deciding you ain't shit for not not only doing twelve hundred calories and working out twice a week, uh, twice a day, is crazy. Um. But have your own goals and have you and you know have somebody there to encourage you and ask you those questions. Um, unpopular, unpopular, quick take. Yeah, Lori Harvey's attractive, but she doesn't move the needle for me, and I don't know why. We'll probably have to talk about it later. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll we'll talk about that. Because I I, I I feel where you're coming from. Uh, not my, she's she's hot, but she's not my type. I I probably wouldn't shoot to her. Um, we don't have to talk about Jesse Williams' dick. Um, Thank you. Uh, I did want to mention uh, Eric Adams is signing a law um, that require that requires salaries to be posted with all job listings online. So if you're in New York and you're looking for some shit on Indeed, they have to give you the real salary. And those of you that have spent enough time, like myself, on Indeed and LinkedIn chasing 
jobs that turn out to be bullshit because they did they were not obligated to post the actual salary. They'll post you this estimate of you could be making forty to sixty thousand dollars a year or some bullshit. Um, I think this is great. My my initial response because it was Eric Adams was just to disagree with whatever he said. <laughs> oh no, Eric but, Adams is a supervillain. Yeah, but it, it's actually a good idea, and it, it it but it also leads me to believe like what is he actually up to though? But it it is a great right. idea, it, especially now and with my job and with people going back and forth. The job, I think, salary transparency is very important because it gives you a very clear idea of of what it is that you are getting into. Um, I also believe that because it's a good idea that he didn't actually come up with it himself. At 100%. So shout someone, out. Sh- someone shot that to him yeah. in a meeting and he didn't have shit else to talk about. Shout out to the new hire who mentioned that to him. <laughs> oh, did Eric Adams have a Jamal? <laughs> <laughs> it might not have been a Jamal. It might, it might have been a, it might've been a LaMarcus. It was right. Like, hey man, Next time, can y'all just tell me how much I'm getting paid? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is <some> bullshit. <laughs> um, that's a good place to take a break. We ran a little, we, we ran a little long to run down. We yeah. had we had to get our shelf about Kendrick though, bro. Yeah, man. Um, that was important. Y'all knew this was gonna be a Kendrick episode. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, more foolishness and fuckery. You know what it is? Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And we are we are semi healthy right now. Um, Randall Randall is killing these grapes. Man. I uh have my trusty don't leave home without it water jug, which is like I think three fourths of a of a gallon, maybe. Um It is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck. With white people. So I didn't talk about this in the rundown, and so Randall doesn't know I'm doing this. Um, I was on the TikToks, and I came across white women acting a fucking fool. And oh, fam, which is all of TikTok. I, I, I was gonna say, which is all of TikTok, and I'm going to be playing this. Randall is seeing this for the first time, but y'all are going to be hearing it, which is the most important part. Um, white women are weird, y'all. I sometimes I don't know what to say. I honestly, I'm about to play this. If it'll come up. Pussy so smelly, fish fry in it. Pussy like Marilyn, she's timeless, uh. Pussy so deep, you can hide in it. Pussy on a wait list, that's time it, uh. Pussy so wet, water slide in it. Pussy jet blue, let me fly in it. Pussy so clean, tie pod in it. Pussy so sweaty, call it climate. Pussy got that gasket high in it. Ooh. Pussy so lethal, come and die. <laughs> Pussy pathological, come lie in it. Ooh. Pussy hairy like the jungle, grow a vine in it. Pussy like glue, come and bind it. <laughs> Pussy 
Dusty Jungle, Jim Levy, come climb in it. Let me say that right. <laughs> Pussy got beef rib by your name. Pussy like a pool, let me dive in it. Call that pussy therapy, come cry in it. <sighs> so, <laughs> I... I now find the P word offensive. <laughs> Fam, I blame Euphoria. That's where I am. I blame Euphoria. I I love Euphoria, but anytime white girls start acting a fucking fool, I just assume that they have been overly exposed to Euphoria and just have been and, and, the gloves are off. What What in the Sydney Sweeney was that? <laughs> oh, doesn't that, that seem like some shit some, some friends Cassie would have? They both look like they're 15 years old. No older than 15. Can't be. I mean, come on, y'all. <laughs> Where 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 are the fathers? <laughs> oh my god! I fam at age fifteen, ma'am, you're you're not. Please don't talk about you're, you're not working with anything. Come no, on. please stop. <laughs> no, you're not. No, any more than the any more than the nigga that told you that is working with anything. They are working with the least in the scenario. Most young men will not tell you when it's not good. No. Well, they, what the fuck do they know? I mean, you know. They're just, they're just glad to be around. And they're just happy to be there. They're just happy to be there. Just want to get invited back. Um, yeah, that white girls didn't. Oh, man. White girls must be stopped. At all, at any and all costs. At a young age, apparently. <laughs> Stop them at the source. Stop them early. Stop them early. Just like I tell <laughs> black, just like I tell black people about their kids, train them up. Stop you white people. Stop your kids quickly. Um. Uh, I had I had a story I can't find now. Um, from someone that sent us a story, but um, I do want to put out Greg Abbott being on that bullshit. What? They gonna run. For those of you that don't know, Greg Abbott is the governor of Texas. For those of you that don't live here, oh, they know. Oh, they know by now. Even if they don't live here, they gonna run this son of a bitch out of town with torches and pitchforks. Ugh. All they have to do is put him on a slanted surface. <laughs> he roll away. Oh my God! What is wrong with us? Um. Oh, here it is, actually. These are your mentions, not mine. These, these are my mentions. It's true. Um, so, um, in Air, let's see. It, oh, someone sent us this on Twitter. It's insane that an Air Force supervisor felt comfortable putting this into a text message to a black airman. This is an exchange of text message. Um, let's see. Uh, the text message says, I guess this is about a job. We won't be sending your name up for... Uh, I guess whatever recommendation for whatever uh, at the squadron. Sorry about not telling you in person. Um, is there a spe- the reply is is there a specific reason onto why I can't? 
the response is, we personally do not feel as if you are a good choice for the squadron. You currently have a shaving waiver, which isn't a professional image. And I think the Air Force is looking for somebody of white complexion and the image and with the image that the Air Force needs. Who you know, wrote that? This is someone this is uh someone who was supposed to be hiring. Uh this is the third job that is held over my head that has been held over my head due to looks and something that's based on personal preference. I will not talk about it any further than what was just said. Know that know the commander would not agree to this. Uh, oh, there's a link here. So this is someone in the Air Force telling him that. This is somebody in the Air Force telling them that as they're trying to move up. Or they're trying to get their name recommended. Air Force and get it. Oh, okay. Uh, this is according to taskandpurpose.com. Air Force investigating racist text to airmen saying he needed white complexion for an assignment. Um, leaders at Luke Air Force Base, Arizona, are investigating an incident where an airman allegedly told another airman that he was not being considered for a position because the Air Force is looking for someone of white complexion. Uh, let's see. We went through that. We went through that exchange already. Is there any new information here? While the Air Force prohibits male members from growing beards, waivers are issued to airmen who, for medical or religious reasons, are not able to shave in line with regulations. For example, Air Force doctors can allow airmen to grow well-kept beards. Oh, this is what they were talking about when they said shaving waiver. Uh, Air Force doctors are allowed, can allow airmen to grow well-kept beards if they suffer from painful razor bumps, a skin condition that affects many black men. Uh, however, many airmen with shaving waivers have, have reported being prejudiced against despite their legitimate condition or religious beliefs. Uh, let's see. And that was more this is the me. underlying fear of a black man with a connecting beard. <laughs> they know how potent our powers can be. They, right. They know what we've got under here, which is usually another beard. You should be afraid. You should be afraid. It's true. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of power electric under this beard. You, you <laughs> rub your phone under this bitch, you'll charge your shit. I'm just saying. Um, you know. None of what you just read surprises me. That's some wild shit. I mean, it, it shouldn't surprise me either. Um, just cause, just, just, on, just on the the history of how fucked up the military is for any number of reasons. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's like that's like the the, the gym coach um, uh, being prejudiced against somebody that has a doctor's note that they can't that they can't run. And making them run anyway. Funny part is, the military will still let you take a bullet, regardless of what. Well, regardless <laughs> of what the fuck your beard look like, there's no waiver for that. Exactly, they'll still let you take a bullet in the ass. I think I think there should be some grace offered to people that are willing uh, to get shot for you, for you, for their country, uh, and usually for the paper pushers who will never see combat. Mm. Uh, I'm sure this was a paper pusher who issued him this note. Um, yeah, that's that bullshit. Um, uh, like I said before, I did want to give a special shout out. Fuck you to Greg Abbott. Mm -hmm. Um, it's Sunday as we're recording this. Greg Abbott issued, uh, well, Greg Abbott let the news come out at five after five on a Friday night 
from ERCOT, um, the evil organization that runs our power grid here in Texas, that we would have to be on a conserve energy watch from 3 to 8 this weekend because they had not informed people earlier in the day that six power plant power plants had come offline. They can conserve these nuts. And and, and you know what and in this is by the way y'all, it is unseasonably hot this uh this May. Usually it will be raining like a sun bitch all month. It is hot as fuck. It is 92 degrees right now and probably going to get hotter after 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they want you to put your thermostat on from 3 to 8? Off. 78 <laughs> degrees. Nigga. 78 degrees in 92 degree heat. Are you out of your fucking mind? They better shut off all them office buildings downtown. Hell yeah. Ain't nobody over there. Ain't nobody doing shit, especially now on Sunday. I better not, I better go by, by Chick-fil-A. I better not see any lights on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this is the bullshit we go through with this conserved power shit. Because they want us to conserve power, but on it but at, at night, after eight, and on the weekends, you can go by downtown. All them office building lights are on. All of them. Ain't nobody in them in, in them bitches. Nobody. The fuck is wrong with y'all, bro? And this is the and this is the kind of shit that Greg Abbott was was. We were supposed to have fixed this shit. We were supposed to have fixed this shit in the winter because supposedly we were unprepared for. Overly wintry weather. We were supposed to now we're, a year ago. Now we're not prepared for over for overly hot weather, which is what Texas basically is nine months out of the fucking year. Stop building all these townhomes. Stop building all these townhomes. Stop building all these fucking condos with the fucking um with with the fucking uh 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 what is it uh Whole Foods and Domino's pizza at the bottom. Yeah. Heated pool and shit. All that bullshit. Stop building that shit. Build the fucking um, build the fucking Ike Wall. And get to, and get the fucking power grid together. Or put us on the national grid and tell ERCOT to suck a dick. This is what this is why elections are gonna be so batshit crazy. I don't Beto's running. I don't give a fuck if Michael if Matthew McConaughey's running. If he tells us he's if he tells us he's gonna set ERCOT on fire. And hang them by their toes and make them gargle bread pudding. I'll vote for him. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Before I get to, before I get my blood pressure up, send your uh, racist stories, send your real life racist encounters along with your listening letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or anyone you ever hear on this podcast. Send them all to opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com, or you can log on to opinionswhileblack.com. Uh, the one-stop shop for all things OWB. Um, you can get more information on how to listen to us, more information on the Least Sober Team in Podcasting, and you can get you can buy merch there. I said you can buy merch there. And coming soon, 
Patreon. Coming soon, Patreon. And um, I just saw the design uh, for our new titties t-shirts. Y'all gonna be y'all gonna be ready this summer. Y'all gonna be acting a fucking fool in these shirts. BT energy. BTE. It, Big titty energy. It won't give you wings, but it'll make you fly. Hey, I like it. Oh, look at that. Um, we'll be back with your listening letters in the top three STFUs. You know what this is. Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We're black. Yep. We're opinionated. Yeah. And we are sober. Now, Randall is holding off on the liquors because he's going on vacation. Yeah, I'll be on vacation next week, so we won't be here. So, Oh, yeah, we won't be here next week. Uh, taking a little time off. He's going on vacation. I am uh, getting my mental health shit together. Um. But yeah, he, so yeah, he's not drinking until he's on vacation. Uh, and then all bets are off. And then all bets are off. I am not drinking until probably until he starts drinking. But I, but I'm I'm doing better and I'm holding off uh, really until summer gets going um, and there's an outside for me. Um, so you can sweat all this shit out. Also true, <laughs> very true. Um, it's time for your listener letters. Um, uh, new well, this isn't a new friend. He listens to Joe the Stampede. Wants to know everyone has a piece of media that cause that causes serious reflection on their life, or lit a spark that changed them. What's yours? <clears throat> Read a, that again. Everyone has a piece of media that causes serious reflection, mm-hmm. or lit a spark that changed them. What is yours? That's big shit. I have an answer to that. And the answer is right here in this room. Hey! It is an album by a tribe called Quest called The Low End Theory. Uh, This was their second studio album. And my personal favorite album of all time of any genre. Low End Theory deserves an explosion. Came out in 1991. I'm aging myself, y'all. I'm aging myself. Um, This is the album that made me want to make music. Let's motherfucking go. Or take making music seriously. Um, At the time, you know, just like, like, you know how they say everybody's a rapper. At the time, you know, I was doing a little stuff here and there just because I enjoyed doing it. But this album moved me in such a way that I said, I have to recreate the feeling that this album gave me um, and actually create music with the intention of sharing it with the world. And then the following year, we, we formed our group and then, you know, um, and so on and so on. Wow. Um, this, this album actually changed. <laughs> I say this, this is not hyperbole. This album actually changed the course of my life because the the act of deciding that I wanted to make music to share it with the world um, eventually opened up pretty much all the friendships that I currently have 
and put me in creative ventures that have led to everything at you know that that leads up to this very this very day in my life. Right. So, um, you know, it's the most important piece of media slash art that I have, and uh, I am forever grateful for it. Well, damn, that's heavy. I mean. Oh boy! First album that ever actually made me cry. I cried listening to that album because Damn. it was that good to me. Low end theory is the shit. I'm a Midnight Marauders guy, but low end theory was the truth. Both are good answers. Um, for me, it kind of spans media and genres. I know for me, Gordon Parks and his work with Muhammad Ali was. I, it was just uh, that was it was on another level for me, and it changed for me what what makes an artist and what the requirements are for to be an artist, right? Which is only to make art. Correct. Gordon Parks was not formally trained in anything he did. Gordon Parks was a photographer for as long as he could remember and then decided I'm going to do something else mm -hmm. and took the transferable skills from that to do it. I am only kind of formally trained in media, in, in communications, um, and what you, what you hear me doing now. I am not formally trained as a, as a writer um, I don't literally any of the things that you think I do well and, and that I do for entertainment, I don't have a degree in any of them. That is not by design. Well, it technically is, but that's just the way my life shook out. But my biggest inspiration to keep moving forward and doing what I love is Gordon Parks. Dope. Um, that changed me personally as a as a man, that's rough. Um, I would one of the big ones I would say is probably um, uh, All Star Superman. Oh, Grant Morrison, Frank Quitely. There's oh god, yes. Um, All Star Superman is just one of the best Superman stories ever told, and to me, encompasses everything that makes. A that makes a hero and really encourages people to live to live by their their values if your values involve helping the community superman had again no training in being a hero superman just lived by the the standards that his parents imbued him with. And at every turn, a lot of things that took place in All-Star Superman took place by people just, by him leading by example and just being inspired to be a better person. Grant Morrison always says that the myth of the superhero is what happened, is what, could, is what humanity could be if we ever got our shit together, basically. True. And Superman actually defeated one of his villains 
uh, the other Kryptonians by just being a decent human being. And when they were in trouble, and when they had gotten themselves into trouble, he just he helped them, no matter what. And they were like, "We just we made fun of you and we beat you up. Why are you helping us? Because it's right." And Superman better than me gave everything, absolutely everything, right down to the last page to save the world. That was inspiring. I will now I will probably never live up to those standards, but it's something to look at. One of the main things. Also, uh, Baduism by Erica Badu. Mm. Baduism, the score by the Fugees, and who is Jill Scott? All three changed my mind completely about what music could sound like. Wow. Completely. All in the span of like middle school. Middle school going into high school. Um, I'm old. Changed me completely. Wonderful. Wonderful pieces of work. Um, net, wonderful question. Going into the next question. Um, boom, 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 boom. Oh, Marisha from uh, Black Alert Podcast, which is black girls, which is basically cute black girls talking about Star Trek. Um. She wants to know my opinion or our opinion on uh, Anson Mount, who plays Christopher Pike, his hair <laughs> in, in Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So I have not started Strange New Worlds because I want to finish Discovery first. Um, I know I don't have to completely finish Discovery to start Strange New Worlds. Um, at least you, you at least have to get through season two. Is Discovery done done? Or is no. it? Okay. No. No, they just, I think they just dropped a new season. I'm only on season three um, where where Michael Burnham gets a black boyfriend. Um, There's more than two black people in space? There are more than two black people in space. Mm. You'll like this nigga. This is a cool nigga. Um, kind of beard. I guy? can't, it's connecting. I can't think of where I've seen him before, but we've seen him in other things. Um, as far as Christopher Pike and his hair, I, let me just say, as a completely heterosexual male, Christopher Pike is easily trying to be, he's definitely going out of his way to try to be the hottest Starfleet captain of all time. He's trying. Um, having said that, this new hair, it's so, it, it look, I, I know it's probably not, it looks fake. You know, like some white boys have that hair that is so well quaffed or whatever that it just starts to look fake, and you want to and you want to you want to touch it to make sure that's just not plastic. That's what it looks like now. Like on Discovery, he had a he had a good head of hair. He's clearly in good shape. He's a good looking guy. Now you're just trying to push the silver fox thing to the next level, and and that's when that's when white boys go wrong. Uh, uh, yeah, his his hair looks removable. <laughs> you know, like the little like the century. The little Lego helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you lift his hair up, there's just that little piece, that little connecting. Yeah, that little that little thing. <laughs> little dimple or whatever. Yeah. Oh man. Mr. He, Potato Head. Not yeah. the not like the Lego movie. <laughs> yeah. Um 
Uh, Tales to Enrage wants to know what's your routine when you get sick and it's not COVID. Uh, don't leave my room for days. That, that That's it. It's a lot of sleep. A lot of sleep, a lot of water. Um, and just stay the fucking bed until I'm better. Yeah. Knock on wood, I don't get sick. I I I I may get a little a little <clears throat> once every two or three years, but I, I don't I don't get sick. But I but it means I, do, I don't get sick very often. But. The key is rest and water. Yeah. I think for just about everything the key is rest and water. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, likewise. And staying away from people. Well, that's that's my key to everything. Uh, and staying healthy in the meantime. And and doing what you can to stay healthy in the meantime. Correct. Working out twice a day. Making, making uh, you know, here 1,200 calories. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Let's go to, uh, I, we had one on the Instagrams, I believe. Uh See, this is why I gotta stay. This is why when when, I'm, when we're recording, I have to stay on the opinions while black account because they're distracting things on mine, um, like titties. Usually titties. Uh, Deep fried Danny wants to know, hello gents. Mm. Other than traffic potholes and turkey leg hut, what are three <laughs> things you dislike about our beloved city? <laughs> um, the north side. <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. That just that that deserves one. <laughs> <laughs> that deserves it. Wait, what what were the three that she mentioned? Um uh traffic potholes and turkey leg hut. Damn, okay. She <laughs> took away one of them. She uh, took away the best one. She took away traffic. Uh, uh it, it, it'll be the north side. Um it will be the expansiveness of Houston. Yes. Yes. And white people. Um, three for me. One is the police. Mm. For so many reasons. One of these days we're going to have a Patreon where I finally explain myself about these things. Um... You might get hit with the Rico. Maybe. Because, you, you know, Patreon, even though it's paywall, well, we're not that big. We're, never mind. We're not, that, we're not big enough for that. Because the big people, paywall don't stay paywall for long. Yeah, that's true. We're not big enough for that. Um, so, yeah, one is the police. Uh, two is... I'm going to go with Randall's, because we were just talking about this, actually, in a way. The expansiveness, and this is a two-part, this is a two-fold answer, and how we don't, and how we in this town do not manage expectations for visitors. <laughs> um, because I recently, this is a true story, a friend of my, uh, an old friend was supposed to come into town. She said she was coming into town this month, this weekend actually. And I said, "Bet, let me know when. Let me know when you're coming, or at least remind me when you're coming. Uh, I'll figure out some shit for us to do that weekend, so forth and so forth." I did not hear from this. I did not hear from this woman since then. That was literally a month and a half ago. Damn. She came into town. I did not hear from her until she arrived. 
That was the first text message I had gotten in a month and a half. She said, I'm here. I said, where are you? I'll come find you. She said, I don't know, because I don't live here. <laughs> Smart ass. And so I said, well, we can get up and uh, we, can, we, we can meet up and, and kick it uh, tomorrow, which was Saturday. Mm-hmm. I said, where are you? She said, I'm, with, I, I'm here in town with visiting with five other women. <clears throat> so I'll let you know where we end up. I said, annoying, but fair enough. She was at Cheddar's. Okay. On yeah, no, but the Cheddar's on fucking nineteen sixty. Oh, not the one that's like fifteen minutes from your crib. Okay. Correct. And where was Oz? Oz was in Hiram Clark. If you put in Cheddar's on nineteen sixty, that's and the location being my and the, from the location which is my house, you will see a line that literally goes. <laughs> All the way through Greater Houston from one end to the next. Yeah. That's not an Uber anybody wants to catch. It's like an hour and 15 minutes or something stupid like that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <clears throat> that is not it. She was like, she was like what, why is that so far? I was like, baby, you're, ba- you're basically not in Houston. She said, well, that's fair. I'll let you know when we get back to the house that we rented. Um, and you can come over there. The house wasn't that much better. The house, you talking about an hour and 15 minutes away from Cheddar's, then it had to be an hour and 30 or 40 minutes away from the house. Mm-mm. Not even in Houston. Fam, if you come here, Houston is extremely spread out. There are little fiefdoms and little small towns on the outskirts <laughs> that do not consist as Houston. And y'all go for these cheap lodging rates and don't look at the map and see that where you're staying is not next to anything. Look out the window, and I bet they saw nothing all weekend. That's why they had to drive so far to get to, that's why they had to drive to Chatters. I hate the expansiveness and how we don't prepare people for that. The other thing I hate about this city is kind of the arrogance and the sedidiness of, two, one, the creative community sometimes, and two, like, the bougie nigga community. The bougie people, the bougie niggas fuck everything up. The bougie niggas have fucked up Almeida Black people's Alameda for better and for all, for worse and for always. There was never that that much of a line to get into Turkey Leg Hut until bougie niggas decided that it was getting more bougie, and we're gonna make it more, and they're gonna make it more exclusive to cater to the bougie niggas. Fifty fifteen was never bougie, and it was ne- and the drinks were never small and overpriced until you started catering to the bougie niggas. Yeah. And you have to dress like the Monopoly man just to get something to eat or hang out after work on black people's Almeida. <laughs> now you have to go to fucking Faces just to be a regular nigga getting a drink. Yep. You should never have to force someone into Faces. Faces looks like it should still... Faces literally looks like 
an empty space that should still be empty. It looks like it looks like an empty strip Wait. mall space next to fucking. Um, Is it actually still open? I, I think so. I think so. Mister Goodbar right. was doing shit over there for a long time. You may be right, but I thought I thought I, without having any knowledge, I just assumed it was closed this whole time. I never see anybody there. You can't. You can't. That that weird tent on the windows. Mm. Um. They, yeah, the bougie community has just made black people's out me the super bougie and pretentious. And I don't want anything to do with it anymore. Unless, now, unless we go into number one uh, chicken, the chicken and seafood over there on uh, Almeida and Blodgett. Oh, that wing there is still slap. Oh, it took a second, but yes, that wing there is still slap, my nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, the smell came back to you and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the fish hidden. Um, yeah, so yeah, basically the police expansiveness and bougie niggas. Um, yeah, that's my three. Um, <laughs> did we have another? One? We didn't have another one. Um, that was a good. That was a good questionnaire. Um, thank you for the listener letters. Y'all know what it is. Opinionswildblack at gmail dot com. If you want to holler at us, opinionswildblack. Dot com mm-hmm. uh, as your one stop shop. Oh, you know, yeah, I, I, I took you through all that bullshit. Uh, it's time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! Number three returning champions is the Kevin Samuels Colt. <sighs> Y'all have gone too far. I'm sorry. I said I was going to lay off of y'all and go on to more important things, but y'all have gone too motherfucking far. It's out of control now. I, no, no, seriously. And Randall's going to look at me like, uh, no, no, no. They've gone completely out of pocket. Now it's a, now it's a, the hostility level is something that I did not count on, that I have never seen uh, from these incels and psychopaths before. Um, they say all kind of bullshit. Like uh, now they think the CIA might have had something to do with Kevin Samuels dying, because because they always want to get a black man that's it, that's inspiring change in the community. Then it went from uh, you you black bitches are gonna get what you deserve. Um, if we find out there's foul play with uh, Kevin Samuels, uh, we're gonna light all you black bitches up. Um, you didn't see this in my stories. These I, people are crazy. I kind of, I kind of see like Kevin Samuel stuff, and just, I just keep going. Oh, these people are fucking. These people are off the fucking wall. I blame Atlanta for making Kevin Samuels relevant for one more week. Someone says start destroying black. <laughs> God damn. So I said start destroying black women in person. It's time to get revenge for Kevin Samuels' death. Yo, if it's true about Kevin, I'm letting loose on all y'all out there. Y'all need to blame it on boner pills. Don't, don't be mad at it. <laughs> who y'all mad at? Who who would have thought that Red Bull and Blue Chew weren't a, weren't a good mixed drink? <laughs> Trying to make an incredible Hulk out of out, out of uh, Mountain Dew, uh, Red Bull and Blue Chew, my nigga. How about that? Y'all could honor his legacy by just being high quality men and shutting the fuck up. And it's true. It's true. Um, this must, uh, I hope they release a virus that makes every that makes every black woman with a weave 
catch an aggressive, very curable skin cancer. Again, and I go back to Kendrick's We Cry Together to say that at the end of the day, these are the remarks of men who are just looking to get laid and can't and cannot. It was a nigga, it was a nigga on. Oh well, no, I talked about that nigga. It was a nigga that I knew in high school that didn't get no pussy. He he out there. He finds me on everybody's on everybody's comment section talking about Kevin Samuels um, and how he's just trying to heal the community and accountability and accountability. Well, I swear these niggas beat their dick to the word accountability. I swear they do. Accountability, what motherfucker? And who made Judy accountability police? Who decided that yo that Joe word was so infallible and wise that you get to be the accountable the accountability police and give these and give these black women what for? Fuck you, fuck you. All all of you Kevin Samuel's pole shining ass niggas need to shut the fuck up. God damn, y'all ridiculous. Number two is Amarion, and sadly, it's Kevin Samuel's related. Jamal Bryant. Pastor Jamal Bryant went on a tangent, um, basically about um, Kevin Sa- uh, about uh, Kevin Samuels, who has a GoFundMe, by the way. That's very high value. Why would a high value man need GoFundMe? Because he did. Because according to his family, he didn't have a penny to his fucking name, and had twenty dollars in his account. It's real high value, you bitch. Um. So, Kevin Samuels has a GoFundMe, and Jamal Bryant didn't agree with that, and he didn't agree that um, it, that anybody in his congregation should be con- contributing to that because Kevin Samuels didn't like most of y'all. And I agree with him. Amarion apparently didn't, and Amarion went on. Now he he wrapped it up in oh everybody just love each other kumbaya shit. Well, fuck that. You can't you can't eat the you can't eat the good with the bad. I mean, you can't eat the you can't eat the good and then just ignore the bad. You can't. You can't. Mm. All that shit y'all y'all keep claiming he tried to do for the community. He got to eat the shit he did to the community as well. And when I say what he did to the community, he gave rise to these psychopaths and incels and sociopath pieces of shit that write shit like I was just naming. He emboldened them. And if you gonna and if you gonna and, and if y'all are gonna beat his if y'all gonna ride his dick about all that, y'all gotta ride his dead ass dick about the, about these psychopaths too. And Omarion, it didn't affect you. You don't. You clearly don't live in that space in that world. What the? Who asked you? I always want to ask Amarion who the fuck asked him some of the shit he says. Technically, we did culturally. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, we didn't need Amarion's opinion on this. We didn't. We didn't. And, and, and celebrities got to stop that too. Because Marlon Wayans tried to weigh in on what a great man Kevin Samuels was. Man, get the fuck out of here, bro. We just gave you flowers. You got to convince me about any nigga from Atlanta being a great man. But 
that might be a Patreon topic. That might be a Patreon topic. That's funny. That, that's, that's, I didn't see that coming. That's funny. Um, Amarion got to shut the fuck up. Don't that shit still slap, though? Damn it, I hate, I hate you for putting that in my head. <laughs> oh, man. Let me wash that. Let me wash that out. Baby. There we go. Okay. <laughs> um, and the number one person who should shut the fuck up is none other than, y'all remember this guy, Daniel Cameron. The um uh not to no not Tawana I'm thinking of uh, um Brianna Brianna Taylor the Brianna this this Brianna Taylor hating ass nigga uh with the fucked up edge up with the fuck with the with the hairline looks like a fucking heartbeat monitor <laughs> <laughs> oh this some bitch uh, so like look like somebody hit his. It's up with the undo button. <laughs> um, so Daniel Cameron, the Attorney General of Kentucky, uh, well, he's been he he's running for he's running for governor. Boy, I got a control yeah. Z head. <laughs> Daniel Cameron is running for governor in twenty twenty three. That's enough. That's enough for him for us to want him to shut the fuck, shut up. The fuck up. Honestly, no, you don't get and, and in Kentucky, no, you don't get to advance off of black people after the shit you pulled. You don't. You don't. Mm-mm. You do not. Mm-mm. One of the things about um uh oh, what's her name in in uh in Georgia? Um Stacey, Stacey Abrams. Abrams. One of the things about Stacey Abrams um who lost her election but still came to the forefront and showed up for black people in Georgia is that it is it has altered our standards for who we ride with in our community <clears throat> and is altered our standards for what we're going to put up for, put up with from members in our community uh politically right there's and the reason a lot of these people rose in the first place was because at best we ignored them. Right. Ben Carson was one of these people. Oh, he's a doctor. He saved some lives. He's got a book out that my mama probably made me read cover to cover. Um, whatever. Whatever. He doesn't matter. And Ben Carson ended up mattering. Unfortunately. He ended up being he ended up being like one of Donald Trump's like acolytes. He was he was there long enough just to be completely destructive and then bailed. Correct. When it was or got bounced. Exactly right. Say. Herman came too, except you know God bounced him. Look at the cool. for you. Um, and so when you have niggas who clearly are grown black men getting their edge ups at supercuts. God. Um. You know, niggas who have visible changes coupons and don't know how to act. That's a garage edge up, man. <laughs> hey, man, my little homie, he cool, man. I mean, he he about to go to barber school in about two years, man. But, that, I mean, he can cut you, though. And I don't live in Kentucky. I don't live in Kentucky, but I don't want anybody. But as a black man, I don't want anybody representing me on the national stage that has never had black pussy. 
Daniel Cameron has clearly never had black pussy because black pussy would not have, the minute he did have black pussy, that edge up would have gone away. That terrible edge up would have just yeah. changed on its own. See, that, that probably does include Bill Clinton. Including and especially Bill Clinton. William Jefferson, fam, we talk a lot of shit about how, about how he, was a, he was a shooter. William Jefferson Clinton ain't fucking a black girl. He wants to. He wants to. Like old girl from the ultimatum. She probably ain't never fucked a nigga. She wanted to. <laughs> which is why she settled for old um old sip beta male ass um Kobe? Kobe? No, not Kobe. Uh, who was the black dude? Randall. Randall. That motherfucker. Ugh, I hate saying his name. Yeah. <laughs> um because that was the that was the most black she was ever gonna fuck. And Daniel and Daniel Cameron, Daniel Cameron probably fucks chicks like Madeline on the regular. His wife's probably a Madeline. I was gonna say, or nobody at all, or no one at all. His wife, I bet his wife is a Madeline, just right in the middle, just right in the middle. Got enough titties and ass that anyway. Uh-huh. Um, no, 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 no. And if you are a nigga that listens to opinions while black and you live in Kentucky. Hear me. No. My, don't thoughts, let, my, my thoughts and prayers are also with you. Or, I mean, thoughts and prayers are with you, of course. Don't let this nigga, don't let this nigga in on some lesser of two evil shit. We don't need this nigga to advance. Because it's only, I'm telling you, when Trump comes back into power next election, and this nigga wins governor... Watch this motherfucker be on the front. Watch this nigga be taken to the front stage. Watch. This is exactly how. This, I, I'm telling you, this is the rise of Ben Carson all over again. I'm telling you what's going to happen. It doesn't matter what his platform is. It doesn't matter. No, you let a black woman die on your watch. Damn, camera got to shut the fuck up, dog. I don't want him to advance in anything ever, including in especially life. I don't want him to advance. Fuck him. Really. Fuck him forever. Um, that's really all I got. It doesn't, like, it doesn't, it, he didn't say anything particularly outstanding. He didn't do anything particularly outstanding this week other than try to be relevant again. And the answer is no. Never needs to be relevant again. And that was enough for me. D. Randall, did we do a podcast? It was most certainly done. It was most certainly done. Guys, thank you so much. Um, this, is a, this is a good pod. This is a good, productive pod. Like, there were some productive conversations that happened. And then there were other conversations about uh, women on TikTok and their pussy. Um, mostly productive though. Um, guys, thank you so much. I and, and, and that that comes from the heart. Every time, every week when we wrap up, that comes from the heart. I really do appreciate y'all coming with us on this very bizarre journey. Um, means a lot. It's going to mean a lot when we go into the next phase of building up our community. Uh, which is Patreon, which is the new the new merch release. 
Um, big Titty Energy shirts coming soon. Um, D. Randall, things? I was trying to think if there was anything. Um, no. Other than we, we will not be here next week. We'll not be here next week. Should um, be here the following week, though. We'll be here the following week. I will not be thinking about y'all at all next week. Just let you know. <laughs> nah. Neither my thoughts nor my prayers will be with any of you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been wondering, man, you know, we've had a lot of people that are like, oh, man, Oz, has a, oh, Oz and D. Randall have a podcast. I don't have that on my shit. I have to listen to that now. And I want to follow up with them and uh, just just really touch base on how horrified they probably are. <laughs> <laughs> and are they in therapy because of it? Oh, uh, probably uh, probably not. They just they, they they just delete that shit, pretend it didn't happen, and moved on. True. Um, I'll I'll tell you. What did. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, it should be right in time. Uh, for all the things happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, should be, like, right on time. Yeah, it'll be Memorial Day. Oh, God, Memorial Day weekend. I can't yeah. promise I'll be sober. I will, No, I'm not going to be sober. Okay, on that'll be a good episode, then. I'll not be sober on Memorial Day weekend. I refuse. Um, in the meantime, this has been episode... 182. ...of Opinions While Black. We're going to call this episode uh, I Blame Euphoria. Okay. <laughs> I have been Oz and... For now, I'm D. Randall. And as always, imparting titties. Louder, clap, white people. In my head, it's just it, it, it's me making white people clap for me. Bye, y'all. <laughs>